Mackenzie Johnston with Cattle News Central, bringing you your March 21st cattle industry headlines. Brought to you by AgRisk Advisors. They provide risk management programs to livestock producers all across the West. Whether you are concerned about price or weather risk, AgRisk Advisors, they are here to help. With current day market fluctuations, you and I both know there is nothing more important than locking in a price floor on your cattle. So if you'd like to learn more about an LRP, I encourage you all to reach out to an advisor today. Also sponsored by American Beef Producer Magazine. They offer in-depth articles on a wide variety of topics within our industry. They feature award-winning photography and so much more within all of their editions. If you'd like to check out their most recent edition, their March edition, or any other recent issues, whether it be February or January, all you got to do is click on the American Beef Producer link above in the caption. That will take you over to their Facebook page where you can check all of that out. American Beef Producer Magazine, guiding beef producers for over 25 years. And finally, Circle 5 Cow School. If you're wanting to learn how to preg check your own cows or start AIing, Circle 5 Cow School is the way to go. Almost every week, they are hosting classes somewhere between Texas and Tennessee. If you'd like to check out their schedule, head on over to circle5cowschool.com. That is the number five in there or you can go ahead and just give them a follow on Facebook. Bloomberg recently featured an opinion editorial titled Inflation Stings Most If You Earn Less Than $300,000 a Year. This article, of course, features the hot topic of inflation and also gives Americans some tips on how to deal with the increased prices of both fuel and food. The cost of gas jumped 6.6% uh, in February compared to January. And the article believes the best way to fix this issue of higher fuel prices is to just start using public transportation. But of course, that doesn't work for many Americans, considering a lot of us, we live in rural areas, or we just don't live in areas, even if it is a populated area, public transportation is not available. Also, the writer of this article, which as you would expect, they don't consider the fact that those of us in agriculture, we're burning that high dollar diesel every day in our equipment. How do we handle those high prices? But of course, I would expect nothing less from Bloomberg. From Bloomberg. They are known to be incredibly biased. They are known to have a skewed perception of agriculture. And it shows more as the article goes on. So they talk about high food prices. In February, food prices posted their largest monthly increase since April of 2020. As we all know, Ukraine and Russia supply a significant amount of corn and barley to the world, uh, to the world market. Much of that is used for uh, feed, to feed livestock. Because of this, there is a good chance we'll see food prices continue to increase. Keep in mind uh, this increase that we're going to continue to see, that is on top of a 14.4% increase that we saw in between February of 2021 and February of this year. A 14.4% increase in just a year. So this opinion piece suggests Americans should switch out traditional meat for meat substitutes like beans and lentils. These alternatives are more efficient, healthier, and a cheaper way to get calories. Like I said, incredibly biased and very uh, detached from what is really going on in agriculture. You talk about efficient uh, lentils and beans. No, they are not efficient than, uh, than us producing beef. Uh, and 
you know, there's a good chance that a lot of people won't read this opinion piece. It's just an opinion piece. But at the same time, this is getting put out to the general public. And this is something we definitely need to be worried about when it comes to agriculture. We're always focused on a lot of issues in agriculture, and I'm not taking away from any of those. But this article is just an example of um, those on the outside attacking our industry. And we've left the door open for them to come on in and make false claims against our industry because we're too busy fighting against each other. So this is something we should definitely be worried about. AgReview has reported that on March 14th, Russian soldiers set up a base on Pastashenko, uh, on the Pastashenko Dairy Farm near Kherson, Ukraine. According to dairy farmer Andrei Pastashenko, his staff of 70 at the dairy are working in fear, but they continue to do their daily jobs as usual for the most part, and the Russians are polite thus far. Pastashenko has begun slaughtering his dairy herd to feed his family, his staff, and also local villagers. On average, they slaughter about one cow every two days. He's also turning his grain supply into porridge uh, and cow's milk into other dairy products so everyone will have enough to eat. Besides the staff, Pastashenko's 15-year-old son is also on the farm. His wife and other son fled to their townhome about 350 miles away from the farm. Pastashenko and his son would have went along. However, if they were to leave, Pastashenko is almost certain that the villagers would slaughter all of his cattle, all of his cattle for food. Besides dairy cows, Pastashenko grows alfalfa, uh, corn, rye, and barley, all to feed his cattle. But his feedstocks are running low, and he's worried that his workers won't, won't be able to make it out into the fields to get this coming year's crop planted, of course, because of everything going on with Russia and the Russians being there on their, on their operation. And even if they were able to make it out into the farm, make it out into the fields, excuse me, uh, the farm only has a month's supply of diesel on hand, and it is only a matter of time before the Russians find that and use it. Pasashenko and his son can't leave at this time, as I stated just a minute ago. But in the future, if the Russians do stay in the region and create a people's republic, he will leave. No matter what, he will never live and work under occupiers. This article is a uh, is a prime example of putting everything in reality, putting everything in perspective, excuse me, everything in perspective with our daily lives. And what I mean by that is the fact that um, here in America, we live in such a bubble. Even those of us in agriculture, I believe we often live in such a bubble. You know, things are darn good. Even though we think they're really bad sometimes, we can talk about high fuel prices, we can talk about drought, we can talk about cattle markets, we can complain about all those things and 12 other things on top of that. But thank the good Lord, we have those things to complain about. It is unreal what Ukrainians are going through. It is hell on earth. And as I've said and many others have said along the way, please continue to pray for those folks. They don't deserve it, no one on this earth deserves to be treated like the Russians are treating them, like they are slaughtering them, slaughtering them. This last week, I don't know if you caught it in the news, but there were 10 individuals that were in a line lined up to get bread and they were shot. They were standing in line to get bread and they were shot dead. Again, we have so many first world problems here. 
You can talk about fuel, as I stated a second ago. Um, and I've been, I've been just as guilty. I complain about paying $4.75 for diesel. But thank goodness I can roll up to the pump and fill up my pickup and go where I need to go. Thank goodness I can open my refrigerator, my freezer, and I have plenty of food, more than enough. Thank goodness I don't have to wake up every morning and worry if a bomb is going to be dropped on me. I think, I think as Americans, we just need to slow down and put everything in perspective sometimes. The life we live is damn good, and we need to be thankful for that. And as I said, we need to continue to pray for Ukraine and that whole situation. Meeting Place has reported that last week, the National Pork Board delegates approved a reduction in the pork checkoff. As of January 1st, 2023, the rate will be reduced by 12.5% to $0.35 cents per $100 value per live animal. The current rate is $0.40 cents per $100 value. The resolution, the, excuse me, the resolution passed the delegate body with 94% of shares voting in favor of the reduction. According to the National Pork Board's president, Gene Noam, producers have told industry leadership they expect their dollars to be used efficiently and strategically. Sounds familiar. He went on to say that he went on to say these resolutions reflect a desire to be more responsive to industry needs and challenges and to present a more unified and consistent voice across the industry. The Pork Board will continue with research, promotion, and education. Finally, Reuters has reported that JBS South America will start producing organic fertilizer using waste from its own facilities. As we all know, Russia has been hit with a plethora of sanctions since they invaded Ukraine, and unfortunately for Brazil, Russia is the nation's biggest supplier of the NPK mixture of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. Brazil relies on imports for about 85% of its uh, fertilizer that it consumes. So of course, JBS saw this situation and thought they could just make a little extra money on the side. The initiative required an upfront investment from JBS of 426.74 million dollars. So just pocket change for JBS. That is all I have for you guys this morning. I hope you all had a great weekend. I hope you were able to enjoy the beautiful weather. My gosh, this is my favorite time of year. It does not get much better. You guys have a fantastic Monday and I'll catch you later.